Hey, it's Chell. And Josh. And welcome, welcome to, to the Unstuck, Unstuck Institute. Institute. Stuck in a day job you hate? Not sure how to start and grow your own business? The Unstuck Institute podcast is all about helping you take your next step on the road to working for yourself. Unstuckers. This week, we have an interview with Ellen Goodwin, who is a productivity expert, a TEDx speaker, and author who uses neuroscience-based principles to enable creative professionals to overcome all types of procrastination, build stronger habits, and be more focused so that they can be more efficient and effective with their time. And damn, she gave some bomb-ass tips today. She is also the author of Done, how to work when no one's watching, and the co-host of the Faster, Easier, Better Show podcast. What did you think, Josh? Uh, in the interest of efficiency and whatnot, I just agree with what you said. Damn, uh, there's a lot, <laughs> a lot of good information in this interview, and uh, I'm just excited to share it with you guys. Let's dive right in. And guys, welcome to our interview with Ellen Goodwin. Hey, Ellen. Hey, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Well, I'm really excited to be here. As are we. So you have a book about productivity and you're here to talk about it today. But I would first like to have a better understanding of how you got into this. Um, have you always been a productivity master? <laughs> I was the opposite. Absolutely the opposite. <laughs> um, I was a graphic designer, uh, worked in creative advertising. I had my own little firm for over 20 years. And that firm was firmly entrenched in my office in my home. And so uh, I worked I worked when no one was watching, which is, you know, my, what my book is about is is uh, all the stuff I learned because I did really well for a long time. And then I hit this patch where I just decided I wasn't going to get things done. I just fell into that procrastination pit. And as anyone who works for themselves knows that clients love it when you miss deadlines. And I'm kidding because they are not real happy. <laughs> and so uh, I started missing deadlines and I started losing clients and I almost lost my business just because I wasn't getting things done. And I had a really good sit down session with myself where I'm like, what is going on here? I used stronger words, but I know podcasts like to keep it clean. Um, uh, we don't, we oh, no, don't, we don't. Oh, you yeah. don't? In oh. fact, we prefer it if you use the real words. So let's, yeah. let's go for it. <laughs> well, you know, let's start small. You know, what the hell's going on here? That, that you know, you you're, you're not getting things done. And that's when I, I you know, I'm a smart person. Come on. I, procrastination, that's a silly thing to be losing a whole business about. And so it was then I started to do a deep dive, for lack of a better word, because I really do hate that term. Uh, but looking <laughs> into what causes procrastination and, and why we do this, even when we know better. And from there, you know, it all comes back to the brain. And from there, they're just the research just fascinated me. And so I started doing a lot more research, take, 
taking educational courses, putting things together that got me back on track. They were my own kind of systems. And once I got my business back up and running quite nicely, clients were noticing and other people were noticing and they asked me to help them figure out what they were doing wrong. And then I was like, well, (laughs) this is a lot more fun than graphic design. So I switched (laughs) over. So um, I came, I, I was not a productivity pro. I, I came by it the hard way. I learned in the trenches. I think that's the best way though. Cause like, if you're just handed something easily, you're not going to really appreciate it as much. So I think you, I think you figured it out the right way. I hope so. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, <laughs> I like, I liked that like fascination with the research and the topic kind of led you to become, you know, this productivity expert because uh, letting letting fascination lead us to things, uh, of course, makes us want to do. Uh, I'll use the term again: deep dives into the subject, um, right? That you wouldn't want to do if you weren't fascinated by it. So, absolutely, absolutely. And and once I learned you know, the brain part of it, then everything that I teach and train about is based in working with your brain or sometimes around your brain because your brain's kind of a little bit of an asshole. So (laughs) (laughs) it really is. So um, because on one hand, your limbic system, which is responsible for a lot of the procrastination and a lot of the issues we deal with, it wants you to succeed, but it also wants you to be comfortable. And comfort is, you know, hey, my comfort zone, there's a reason they call it that. And that's a reason a lot of the times that we procrastinate because the brain's just like, hey, what if we just, you know, got on that figuratively comfy couch and ate ice cream instead of putting that proposal together? You know, it wants the easy stuff. So Ellen, Ellen, you make a good point. That does sound nice. I, <laughs> I like I like ice cream. I like the comfy couch. <laughs> yeah. And so does your your limbic system. That was my afternoon today, real talk. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nice. And then we're done so, here then, right? Yeah, that's a good podcast. <laughs> okay, good chat. We always what tend I to think? wrap these podcasts early. I don't know. <laughs> but you're right, though. I mean, there is a time and place for that. But then there's also a time and place for getting shit done, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can't just be on or off all the time. That's that's not how you're going to succeed in business. Right. So um, one of the things that I think it's very important for, especially people working by themselves, for themselves, is to notice the one thing that will take you into procrastination faster than anything else, and that's moments of choice. And moments of choice, they show up in our day. You know, you finish doing one thing, and you're going to move on to the next thing, and you have this moment where you can just go to what you're supposed to do, or, oh, you could check notifications on your phone. And like one of my clients says, she's you know, you could, I can lose three hours in five minutes because, Mm -hmm. you know, she goes down that rabbit hole, but moments of choice are huge when it comes to procrastination and identifying those moments of choice and protecting ourselves is one of the best ways we can make sure our schedule goes as it should, that we get stuff done and we don't go down the procrastination pit. Interesting. So I've, I've, Listeners of this podcast will have heard me talk about, I often have an afternoon slump 
And it's interesting hearing it as a moment of choice because sometime around like two or three o'clock, if I'm not like just, you know, balls to the wall, crazy busy, um, then I just kind of go, I feel like I got stuff done today. Maybe now's a good time to relax. Like I'm kind of tired. And I've noticed just recently, and you're kind of making me think of this as you speak, these new new verbiage for what I'm going through. But um, what I had been doing is just is just kind of doing it without much thought, you know, go to the couch with the ice cream or whatever. But I also don't want to fight too much against the slump. Like if that's where my body needs just a moment, that's fine. So what I've been doing is when I feel just like I might fall asleep on my feet right now, or maybe a little less dramatic than that, um, somewhere in that range, I just tell myself like, cool, I'm going to give myself 20, 30 minutes. I can, I can read a book. I can Netflix. I can nap. Um, but I'm making a conscious choice that like, here's break time. It's got parameters and it has a definite end time. Right. And then back to work, which is totally different than when I just kind of slump into the chair and then like three hours are gone, even though it felt like five minutes or the rest of the day sometimes is gone. Cause like, right. I'm just like, I'm tired. <laughs> well, and the thing is that, you know, people always talk about, Oh, time management, you know, be really good at time management. But I would think what's important is energy management. And mm -hmm. everyone has this energy pattern. And it's important to use those high energy times to really get stuff done that needs high energy. I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to do emails when you're just full of creative energy. And there's so many things you could do, be doing. But we all have those low periods. And, you know, yeah, a lot of us, it's the, the middle of the afternoon. So making a plan while you have high energy of what you're going to do during the low energy times, just like you said, okay, I'm going to take a 20 minute nap or just chill out for 20 minutes. And there's a definite boundary to it. That's fine. Um, you know, or knowing things like, okay, I am going to do emails or I'm going to do stuff that doesn't require a lot of energy. So you've already made a plan for what happens when you don't want to make a plan. Mm -hmm. So just working mm -hmm. with your energy really can change how your day looks. I love that. I really love that. So yeah, that's, I guess that's, really, that's the quote of the episode right there. I, yeah, <laughs> have a plan for what to do when you don't want to make a plan. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there are days where I'm just like, okay, I need to get up. I need to meditate. And I need to do X, Y, and Z. And then some days I'm just like, I need to chill for a little bit. You're right. Check emails when your brain is on low energy or like scroll through something that is business related. Um, but nothing that's going to be like super high creative, super brain power. Um, I love that though, using different energy points throughout the day to, to get tasks done. I'm going to think of it like that now. I, I think we do this, but subconsciously, right? So I think bringing attention to it in the way that you're speaking about it makes it so much more realistic and that you do have a choice in the matter so that you're not just like floating through your day. Absolutely. And, and, you know, choice is a big thing. And one of the other things you can do, especially with this low value, low energy part of the day, is if you have this list of things that you could do during your low energy time, number them. If you don't want to even decide because you're like, Ugh, you number them and then you roll the dice and whatever number comes up, that's the one you do. So you don't expend any energy. You don't have this moment of choice where you're like, well, 
I could do, uh, just roll the dice and that's the one you do. And if you've got more time, then you roll it again. Oh, I love that. Oh, we, <laughs> we did two things there. We, we gamified, <laughs> which I like, uh, makes it more interesting. And B, yeah. I'm, I'm using less calories throughout my day, just deciding what's next. I love it. <laughs> I always keep dice at my desk. I got to give me some dice. <laughs> So, um, yeah, just it, it, it eliminates moments of choice. And the great thing about the dice is it's not just for, for low energy times. It's a great thing to have in the kitchen, which sounds randomly weird. Hmm. But you can like, what are we having for dinner? Well, these are your five choices. Roll the dice. This is what we're having. Or where are we going out to eat? Because, you know, I know that's kind of a. You know, some places you can't even do that um, at this point, but one day again, we will. So, you know, there's that thing where like, oh, let's go out to eat. What do you want? Uh, I don't care. Well, let's have Italian. No, I don't want that. Well, what do you want? I don't care. So you just (laughs) write it down, roll it and go. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) You got to incorporate that. So Chell's got an online course for... um for registered dietitian, teach yourself to cook all this stuff. You got to incorporate that in your course, Chell. I do. <laughs> you don't know what's oh cooked, roll the dice. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm, you know, I, I worked with a woman who is, does clothing, you know, helping people, I, whatever that term is for, you know, she helps you dress better. Yeah. I'm like not the poster child for that. But um, we talked about you can use it for your clothes too. You know, set up, spend an afternoon and put together five, six outfits. Yeah, this is back when we were like going into offices, put together (laughs) outfits and then just number them and roll the dice. Like in the morning when you've got no thought process at all, you're like, oh, look, I'm doing number three today. Hey, again, you're like you're saving all the calories we spend on on making these tiny decisions. I I think it's Steve Jobs famously like always wore like a black turtleneck and jeans. Right. Every freaking Mm -hmm. day. (laughs) And like and he said, like. I don't need to spend my energy deciding what to wear. And that helps, <laughs> you know? And I was like, that's brilliant. Like you're a cartoon character. You wear the same thing every day, but <laughs> you know, like he's putting, he's putting his energy where it counts, you know? Exactly. Going back to what we were talking about, that energy management is more important than time management. Making those decisions, what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat means you'll have more energy throughout the day. And that's, yeah. you know, habits. Habits are a great thing for not using energy because you you know every morning is a habit chell you mentioned you know getting up and meditating and you you have that pattern yeah and you don't have to think about it and you don't use up that energy right definitely so are there three actionable tips that you would give to our listeners to to start implementing these practices absolutely absolutely well get a set of dice <laughs> there's one one step one <laughs> step one um i would say start noticing your moments of choice when they show up because once you start identifying them you'll be more likely to come up with a way to go past them one of my favorites is just to call them out um i have a, a little picture from breaking bad which says you know say my name. And it's the same thing with moments of choice. You know, it's like a notification will come up on your phone and that's a moment of choice. And if you say that out loud, Hey, this is a moment of choice. I can answer that or I can keep doing what I was doing. 
you're more likely to keep your brain engaged, stay on track, and not start to procrastinate. Uh, Other moments of choice things you can do is really have a defined schedule. You know, from eight to nine, this is what I do. And from nine to 1030, I do this. And 1030 to 1040, I check email. You know, that you, you have breaks in there, but you're making sure that you've got everything planned out so your limbic system can't just jump in and go, ooh, let's get distracted. Well, no, that's, that's planned. We've got that. 1030, 1030, 1040, we get to go off and do something. It could be social media. It could be whatever. So plan in times for that. And then eliminate moments of choice by being intentional with your time. You've got it scheduled out, or even if you don't, decide that for 20 minutes, you're going to set a timer and you're going to focus and be intentional and write it down on a post-it note. This is what I'm working on for these 20 minutes. And you eliminate the moments of choice. You're intentional with your time. So I would say, you know, today, just take at, at the top of an hour, go, okay, for the next 20 minutes, I'm going to focus on this and I'm not going to get distracted by anything else. No moments of choice. And you'll be surprised. You'll be happy with what you can get done in 20 minutes. Take a break. Do it again. I'm one of those people that has timers everywhere. Um, And I I use kitchen timers for the most part because every time you pick up your phone, it's a moment of choice. So if you're using a timer on your phone, you have an option. Do you set that timer? Or do you just keep going? And I know you can, you know, voice activate it. But again, you're touching your phone. A phone is a moment of choice machine. So I can't tell you how many times I've picked up my phone to set a timer or uh, send an email. And then I I have no idea why I picked up the phone 10 minutes (laughs) later, right? And that thing didn't get done. And I have no idea why I picked up the phone because I, like you say, I set a timer, I pick up the phone and it's like, Oh, look, five notifications. Let me just do this real quick and then I'll get back to the thing I was doing. <laughs> it's exactly, I have, that's exactly why my phone is, for the most part, everything is blocked on my phone from 5.40 in the morning till three in the afternoon. Because I figure it, that's a nice chunk of time. By three, I'm kind of rolling into what you've already brought up, Josh, you know, that, that low energy time. And I feel like I've gotten stuff done. But, uh, Otherwise, no, it's, it's hands off. And, and that's part of, of eliminating moments of choice is being smarter than yourself and blocking yourself from things that you shouldn't be doing. Using that high energy time to block yourself because that low energy or those moments of choice, you're just not strong at that point. Sorry. I'm, I do it because I'm not. <laughs> so what do you do um, when you have that, like, that one thing? That one thing you really don't want to do, you've been procrastinating. Like I have these things all the time. They'll take me like 10 minutes Mm -hmm. or something, like tiny, tiny things, but I'll procrastinate for a month. And then once it's done, it's like a load off. But All it was was 10 minutes. I've been worrying about it for four weeks, right? Like how do I get to a point where uh, I do that like today or, or worst case tomorrow, as opposed to four weeks from now, like are there any tips or tricks to kind of like psych yourself into it to remind yourself that in 10 minutes you'll, you'll feel so great because <laughs> well, it'll be gone. <laughs> <laughs> There's absolutely, absolutely. You could, you could just set a timer, like I said, but mm-hmm. you have to get to that point. So right. I would call on outside accountability 
and putting your money where your mouth is. And that would be, mm. you would tell, you would tell Chell, Hey, I am going to do this task that I hate and I'm going to do it at 10 o'clock tomorrow. And I'm going to tell you when it's done, but you're also going to pick uh, an amount of money. Now, it, you know, hundred bucks, you know, 10 bucks doesn't work. It's got to be, if it, depending on how big this project is or this thing is, how important it is to you. So you're going to pick an amount of money and then you're going to pick a group who's going to get that money if you don't do your, your job, do this thing. But the key mm-hmm. is that it's a group, it's an organization, it's a political party, it's a candidate, it's someone you don't believe in. So if you don't do your Ooh. stuff, <laughs> they get your money. And she's responsible for making sure that you, A, do your task, and if you don't, that you make get that money to them. Oh, Josh, this, what's your credit this, card number? That kept getting worse and worse. <laughs> but I mean, you, you you've backed it up with something yeah. that you know it's become important. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. you know, and if it is a ten minute job, you're not giving fifty bucks to the KKK, or maybe you are, but you know, <laughs> but you pick somebody that's just you would never give them money ever. Yeah. Oh, Chell, I have a new idea to keep us accountable on our casual Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> I brought this up, like, I don't know, when we first started our podcast, but yeah. I've heard of people, like, just having, like, an accountability buddy and, like, charging their credit card and, like, having the other person charge their card, but this is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if you have money back and forth, then it's just like, oh, uh, we, we evened out. Nothing hurt, yeah. right? But, yeah, if you have to give it actually have to give it away there's no like evening out and it's just something you hate (laughs) yes that that works for big projects as well i've Mm -hmm. used it for putting workshops together where i couldn't get my stuff together and i've had my neighbor hold me accountable and i'm like this is when it has to be done and here's a check written out to the political organization that you enjoy that i don't it's already in the envelope was stamped and she holds on to it and luckily, I've gotten to tear it up. I've never had to send it. But it's super <laughs> motivational because you don't procrastinate on, you can't get distracted, you know. Give yourself a kind of short deadline and someone else knows and your hard-earned money. So it's a, it's a wonderful way to get stuff done. Yeah. Oh, that's dastardly <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ellen, where can people find you, find your book, uh, et cetera, et cetera? Okay. They can find me at ellengoodwin.com. I was going to give you my email, <laughs> ellengoodwin.com. <laughs> um, and, you know, Ellen Goodwin on most, of, I'd say all the socials. And uh, my book is done, How to Work When No One's Watching. It's available on Amazon, both as paperback and Kindle. And there's going to be a companion workbook coming out in the next couple months that goes with it. Nice. Awesome. Well, we'll put all those links in the show notes. The Unstuck Institute podcast is brought to you by Chell's Gather Around La Cucina online course. Our lives are busy and usually a home-cooked meal is the last thing on our minds. With the Gather Around La Cucina course, I help busy millennial families to learn to create quick, delicious, and healthy meals without sacrificing family time. Follow the link in the show notes to apply for the course today. The Unstuck Institute podcast is also brought to you by our awesome new life book. 
Want to get a handle on your life and where you're going? Lack of productivity keeping you down? Download our free workbook to get clear on where you want to go in life and use the Lifebook system to keep yourself on track and be more productive in your life. Download the Unstuck Institute Lifebook today at www.unstuck.institute slash lifebook. Remember, it's free. Three questions. One, what is your ultimate bucket list travel destination? You know, when we're done with COVID. Estonia. No, I'm kidding. Um, the Great Barrier Reef. <laughs> Very cool. I would, you know, I'm more fascinated with the Estonia choice. <laughs> um, yeah, I was looking. We have one of those maps on the wall where we put pins where we've been and stuff. And nice. I was looking, and and you know, and, and I was like, "What's in Estonia?" <laughs> so um, it's really not on my list, but it could be. But Great Barrier yeah. Reef, because I just worry that that's just getting decimated, and I want to see it before it's not there. Yeah. All right. Two. If you could choose, what would be your last meal? Do I know it's my last meal? Like, am I yeah. going to eat and then die? Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be hungry. I'd be like, crap. <laughs> <laughs> You're the first person to, to be more concerned about the dying than the meal. <laughs> Which is great. That's great. All right. Three. What is your favorite hobby that doesn't make you money? Um, oh, I run a dive bar of the month club. And every month we go to a different dive bar, which obviously it's been on hiatus for seven months. Uh -huh. um, but we go to a different dive bar and we hang out and we drink. And that's all we do. It's not like we raise money. We, we're not philanthropic. <laughs> we just go to bars and drink. Dive bars. They have to be dive bars. Um, but we've been doing it for 10 years. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Great. <laughs> Thanks so much, Ellen, for coming on our show. And uh, you gave us some really awesome knowledge about avoiding procrastination slash not procrastinating. So we really appreciate it. We really appreciate your time. And um, I'm sure our listeners will, will come looking for some more info from you as well. So That's awesome. Thanks. It's been great to be here. Thank you for having me. It's time for a recap. One, use high energy times to plan for what you're going to do in low energy times. Two, identify your moments of choice. Three, use dice to decide what you're going to do in low energy times or, you know, whenever. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air style, know what I'm saying? And that's a wrap on episode 89. Website and show notes are at www.unstuck.institute.com. Remember to follow us on Instagram at unstuck.institute. If you love our podcast, would you help us out? Just leave a review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. It really helps out the show a lot. And if you leave us a five-star written review, you will be entered in a drawing to win a 30-minute brainstorm and coaching session with me and Chell. For more instructions on how to leave a review, visit our website, unstuck.institute. Talk to you next week when we'll be talking about making an Instagram account from scratch and why you should have one for your business. So you've already made a plan for what happens when you don't want to make a plan. So just working with your energy really can change 
how your day looks. And here's like a really random fact. I did a TED talk about dive bars. Everybody does these like, hey, here's how you save the world. And I'm like, here's how you do at dive bars. 